Hey, this is Jason Hubbard, and I, along with my wife, are the lead pastors of One Life Church in Nampa, Idaho. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. We hope that it encourages you and motivates you to live for Christ. Enjoy this message. Uh, Father, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for what you're going to do and what you've already done. I thank you for your presence that we get to experience and that we get to be in. And Father, today I pray that you would just bless this time in the word. Help us to learn, help us to grow and walk away with what you want to speak to us today. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, today we're, we are going to finish up our Run With Endurance series. Uh, we're going to wrap that up because we're going to jump into Vision Sunday and then, and then a couple of other things as we get ready for the holidays to happen. Um, so we're going to wrap that up today. Uh, and also, when we talked about it, we're starting our legacy season uh, here as a church. And so what I, what I wanted to do is do something around legacy today. And, and I want you to, to title this message here, uh, Legacy Runner. And yes, do you see how creative I was? I put running and legacy together. It's brilliant. Legacy runner. Now, if you're here a few weeks ago, you know that I didn't finish my notes and I said that I was going to finish that message and I was getting ready to do that. And then, um, and then God said, no, do something different. So what I've done is in the church center app, if you go in there and then at the bottom right, there's a little button that says more and there's some other content in there. And I've actually put the rest of those message notes up there for you. So you can actually get in and look at them. There's about nine different uh, things that, as we talked about God's discipline, things that he corrects us and trains us in. And so I put those there for you with passages of scripture so you can go back and you can meditate through those and pray through those. Um, So I wanted to give them to you because I said I would, but I'm not going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about something else. So welcome to my world. Okay. Um, We are talking about Legacy Runner. I'm going to look at Matthew 25 today. And Matthew 25 is a section of scripture that uh, Jesus is giving several different parables around the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. And so he uses different things to talk about that. And specifically, I'm going to focus in verses 14 through 30 and talking about the parable of the talents, the parable of the talents. If you're unfamiliar with what this is, this particular passage is talking about stewardship. It's talking about how you handle and what you do with the things that God has put into your hands. And so this is what Jesus is going to be talking about. And then I want to take it into our legacy running theme. Verse 14, for it, meaning the kingdom of heaven, is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his slaves uh, and entrusted his possessions to them. Very key thought. He entrusted what to them? You can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed a very important word. He entrusted to them what? His possessions. Was it the slave's possessions? No. His possessions. To one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, each according to his ability. And he went on his journey. The one who had received five talents immediately went and did business with them and earned five more talents. In the same way, the one who had received the two talents earned two more But he who had received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted me with five talents, and see, I've earned five more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. 
You are, were faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge with many things. Enter the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted me with two talents, and see, I've earned two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things, and I will now put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Now the one who had received the one talent also came up and said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And I was afraid. Pause for a second. Fear will cripple you in your life. Fear will cripple you if you have a wrong fear of God. There is a right and a healthy fear and reverence of God, but if you are afraid of God, it will paralyze you to take any steps forward in your life. If you are also afraid of just taking steps forward and the possibility of what could happen, that will also keep you paralyzed and will actually limit your ability to step into the things that God has for you. Fear, one of the greatest things that the Holy Spirit wants to do is come to remove that spirit of fear from our lives. My Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. How many of you could use a sound mind? I could really use a sound mind. <laughs> like really use a sound mind. Fear will hold you, will hold you back from what God wants to do through your life. So I went away and hid the talents in the ground and see, you still have what is yours. But the master answered and said to him, you worthless, lazy slave, whoa. Did you know that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I do not scatter seed? Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival, I would have received my money back with at least interest. So therefore take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he who has, uh, have an abundance. But the one who, ha who does not have, even what he does have, will be taken away. And throw this worthless slave into outer darkness, into the place there where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, that's a little bit of a sobering passage of scripture. It's easy to look at a passage of scripture like that and have it really weigh on us pretty heavy. I want you to, as you hear this today, and we're going to talk about our lives and how to steward the things that God has placed in our lives. I want you to process through the things that God has given you, the things that he's put in your hands. And I don't want you to receive this as a weighty condemnation over how you've lived your life, but I want you to take it as an empowerment to move forward in your life. Now, I do want it to be a little bit weighty, because clearly, it's a little bit weighty. What we do in our lives with the things that God has put in front of us absolutely matters. My Bible says that when we stand before the Lord one day in Romans 12, it says that we are going to have to give an account for everything in our lives. We're to give an account. So don't let this weigh you down, but let it weigh you down a little bit. Be thinking through, be processing today this. The idea of, of, of legacy is what I want to talk about today. When you get to the end of your life and you die, super encouraging message, 
super encouraging. Yeah. We came and he told us we had, we weren't doing a good job of handling our stuff. And when we talk about we're going to die, um, when you die, some people are buried and, and they're given a, a tombstone. And on the tombstone is what's put is, is what's called an epitaph. And an epitaph is something that speaks to a synopsis of your life. It's essentially your life boiled down to one phrase. Like, that's not fair, you know? Like, it's boiled down to one phrase, right? And it's typically, sometimes it's some witty phrase or whatever, but sometimes it's a thing that God actually, or not God, but it's a thing that your life is known by. It's a thing that you're known by. As people look back over your life, they were a person who, they were a person who. The thing that we need to to look at when we look at a passage of scripture like this is we need to ask the questions at the end of my life, at the end of my race, what do I want people to remember me by? Or what will people remember me by? I'm going to go to a spiritual component of this in just a second. But, but at the, the, the core of it, when we get to the end of our race, we have to look back and say, did the way that I live my life count for something? Does it have significance that lasts beyond me? Now, uh, I love what kids say about growing up and getting older. And I want to share a few of these with you today about what kids say when they're growing up. Uh, One of the kids says this, when I grow up, I want to get a girlfriend, kiss her, and rule the world. (laughs) I mean, priorities here, right? (laughs) When I grow up, I am seven I want to be eight. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to be a mailbox. A mailbox. Okay. In a yearbook, underneath the different kids, Catherine wants to be a writer, Sonia wants to be a college professor, and Andy wants to sell fruit at a busy intersection. His epitaph at the end of his life, he sold good fruit. What will you be doing at 100 years? Uh, what, do you, will, what will you be doing at 100 years old? Breaking out of my tomb. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to succeed in herpetology, have a wife and kids, and breed dragons. These are great goals, right? There's a bunch of them here. I'm not going to go into them because of time, but I was reading through a bunch of these, and uh, maybe I'll throw them on social media or something because it's kind of fun. But then I was reading these to my my kids, and Dustin said this one. This is when he wants to grow up. When I grow up, I want to be a policeman so I can pull my mom and dad over just to give them a hug. As long as there's no ticket attached with that, I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, kids have it phrased a certain way. Now, now, what, what do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want people to remember me by? When I get to the end of my life, what will people remember my life by? All of these questions. There is a biblical principle to this. And the biblical question that we need to ask ourselves is this. What do I want my legacy to be? What do I want my legacy to be? The thing that lives on beyond me. Legacy is simply defined as this. Something that is passed on. So in your life, with the life that you're living, what are the things that you are passing on? Legacy involves things like this, faith, ethics, your core values. These are things that are passed on to a future generation or not. Sometimes it's monetary assets, things that you've accumulated over your life that's passed on. Legacy speaks to character and and reputation. Legacy tremendously impacts, encourages, and leaves a pathway for future generations. 
It's very forward-facing. Legacy also provides guidance and inspiration, right? So it's, it's, it's very forward-facing in what's going to happen down the road. Uh, Peter Stropel, who was the director of Dell for a long time and actually the inventor of the, the clamshell laptop the way we know it, said this, legacy is not leaving something for people, it's leaving something in people. It's not about the monetary stuff that you just leave for future generations. It's what you walk actually wove into future generations. What did you use your time to be able to sow into the next generation? Now, now here's the thing. We need to ask ourselves this question because there's a very, another very famous quote that I don't know who said it because everybody and their mom claims it, so I'm not going to give anybody credit, or I could take credit myself. But the, the quote is this in the idea that failing to plan is planning to fail. When we look at our lives, our lives either end at the end for us or they live on beyond us. And whatever we do right now will determine the kind of legacy that we leave after we're gone. So not only do you need to be processing through, what, what is the legacy that I want to leave my family? What is the legacy that I want to sow into my kids? When I'm gone, what do I want my kids to be able to have at their core? What do I want my family to be able to carry? What do I want the people that I influenced and that I did life around and my neighbors and my coworkers, what do I want them to be able to receive? What do I want them to take from me when I'm gone? We need to be asking that question. This is a very important question. And it actually leads to a lot of introspection and processing in our lives to say, what is that like? What's the dream? What's the dream in my heart for what I want to leave to the next generation? You see, a lot of times in life, the, the issue that we run into is that we function very much from a reactionary standpoint versus intentionality. And if we are to be people of legacy, we need to be people of intentionality to build for something in the future. This is what this season, this legacy season is all about. And when we talk about running the race, we want to be people that don't just barely make it to the end of the race and fall down, collapse, because we made it. We want to be people that are running the race of our life, living our life in such a way beyond the finish line. Legacy runners are people that don't look at the finish line, they look beyond the finish line. They actually look and say, when I'm done with my race, what's going to happen to the people behind me? It's a very, very different question to ask. Oh, I made it. But what did you do that would last? Now, if we're asking this question of what we want legacy to be and all of this, then there's a second question that is so important. And, and I'm really only going to have time to just communicate these questions to you today. But the question is this. If I know what I want my legacy to be, if I know what I want that to look like, and I've determined that in my life, I want these things to be the things that are in my children and in my neighbors and in my coworkers and the people that live on beyond me. If I know that this is what I want my legacy to be, then the question is, am I living in such a way to create that legacy? Because here's the thing about legacy and what lives on beyond you. You can either live to build what you want to see after your life or live something completely different. And the rubber meets the road when we realize, you know what? What I want to see is not necessarily maybe the way that I'm living right now. And we have to come back to say, okay, Holy Spirit, help me 
to be a legacy runner in my life where I'm planning for the future. I'm looking beyond the finish line. I've got a vision. I've got a goal. I've got things that I want my life to count for beyond me. And these are the little day-to-day decisions that I'm making to make sure that I'm building the legacy that I want to leave to the future generations. Your legacy will automatically happen. The question is, what legacy will that be? You automatically will leave a legacy for future generations. You will automatically leave a legacy for the people behind you. But you get to determine what that is. Why am I saying this? Because for us to be Christians and running the race and to avoid burnout in our lives, we have to be about life the way that God designed us to be about life. And if we're going to do that, we need to run according to everything else we've already talked about and we've built on in this series. And we have to be thinking beyond just the here and now and the right, what's right in front of me and what I'm working on and what I'm living in. I have to lift my eyes to be able to see where I'm going and where I'm headed. Proverbs says this, that without vision, the people what? Perish. You need to have a vision for your life, where you're headed, where you're going, that carries you forward into that place. This is what it means to be a legacy runner. Now, the thing about it that I absolutely love about God, and I love the work of of the Spirit in our lives, some of us in this place might be people that the idea of building and sowing into the next generation is something that we've done for a really long time. And the way that we've raised our families, the way that we've poured into our kids, the things that we've built, is just we've, we've been thinking legacy for a long time, and that's fantastic. I also recognize that there's people here that this idea is, is a new concept. Maybe you're just coming into a relationship with the Lord, and when I say legacy and living beyond yourself and, and what are you going to leave for the future generations, you're like, I've never even had that thought. Or maybe I've tried a few things. I've tried to like build some stuff in and it just hasn't worked and I've tried to really sow into my kids and it's just been really challenging and really tricky. I want you to hear today that God is a God of fresh starts and fresh chances. And he is in the business of taking everything that you might consider a failure and turning it into a victory. He's in the business of coming and saying, all right, what are you wanting to see in your kids? I want to see them as fully, fully, fully devoted followers of Christ that love God with all their heart, that are kind and generous, and they love the community, and they're following after him, and they're serving the church, and they love their kids. Fantastic. Then God comes to you and says, and I'm going to empower you to be able to leave that legacy. You don't have to do it on your own. I don't know how to get my kids to where I want them to be someday. Maybe start on your knees and ask God where you should begin and he'll give you the wisdom for it. Maybe start at a place of saying, I have not done a good job of this. Maybe, maybe I've been in reaction mode. If you're a parent, you know that most of life can seem very much like a reaction. You're reacting to the situations and the circumstances and all of this. But what happened if we just paused for a second? Paused. I said, okay, God, I know what you're wanting my focus to be. I know what's important to build into future generation. Would you help me to do that? 
whether you built legacy your whole life or whether today this concept, you're like, you know what? I want to actually have that thought. I want to process through what happens with my family, with my friends, with my coworkers, with my church when I've finished my race. What happens there? And begin to start processing through that. Make sense? Okay. I am not going to preach these. But I do need to give you four things that have lots of scripture to them. No, I'm going to give you four things that legacy runners need to be about. Because here's my goal for you today. As we leave this time today, that there's something that sparks in you for what it could be like to build a legacy for those that come behind you. To have a fresh vision in your heart to say, you know what? I've been like trying to just go like this to the world and and everything that's going on for too long. What happens if today I'm empowered to proactively go after what God wants me to actually build in my life? What would happen if I leave this place and when I go out into my work week that I actually say, these are the things that I want to build into my life. These are the things that I want to build into my kids. These are the things that I want to build into my family. And God, would you help me to be able to do that? Make sense? Four things. First thing, legacy runners, as we're talking about this metaphor of of running the race, legacy runners are kingdom focused, kingdom focused. And now you have a choice. You can either build your kingdom or you can build God's kingdom. You can either either make decisions today to extend the kingdom of God or to extend your kingdom. Remember, everything you have has been given to you. Ultimately, to build the kingdom of God, not your kingdom, the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33, Jesus says this, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And then, ooh, here's the cool part. He will give you everything you need. If you're seeking the kingdom of God, if you're going after it. Now, now misinterpretation is here is, is I just need to sell my soul to build the church. No, that's not it. Are you seeking to build the kingdom of God in your family? Are you seeking to build the kingdom of God in your life? Are you seeking to build the kingdom of God in your neighborhood or your place of work? Are you seeking to build the kingdom of God wherever you go? It's not about just serving to make a church service happen. Many times we can get in these micro mindsets and mentalities of that. No, it's about seeking the kingdom of God in all areas of life. A question to ask, what can I do today to extend the kingdom of God? What can I do today I'm given the same amount of hours every day. What can I do to extend his kingdom? Number two, legacy runners understand that God has given them everything, this is so key, for a time period and that they will give an account for how they stewarded it. If you're to be someone who's building a legacy, you understand that he has. He's given you everything and he's given you everything for while you're here running the race on planet earth. And we will stand before him and give an account of how we used his resources. Romans 14, 12, I already said this, but you, yes, each of us will give a personal account before God. 1 Corinthians 3 talks about how we all are builders and we're building something with our life. And it says this, that anyone who builds on the foundation may use a variety of materials, 
There's gold, silver, all the different things. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work, ooh, this is sobering, has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. I want to make sure that you understand I'm not talking about salvation. Your salvation is secured because of your faith in Jesus and what he did. What I'm talking about is when you stand before him, he's going to say, great, I gave you my resources to build my kingdom. How did that go? And we stand there going, (laughs) it's a thought process to think through. When we stand before the Lord one day, how have we used his resources to build his kingdom? The third thing, legacy runners care for the success of others. Care for the success of others. We're pouring into others. We're looking out for others, not merely looking out for what feels good, but we're actually looking out for what really is helping them to succeed. Philippians 2, 4, I'll go through these very quickly. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. The Bible is very clear about some of these specific things that we are supposed to be caring about and we are supposed to be focused on. James 1, for example, says this, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Very clear, looking out for widows and orphans caring for the success of someone else. Matthew 25, if you just go on to a few verses later after the parable we read, the king will say, and I tell you the truth. Oh, yep, no, you already went there. Nope, go back, you're good, you're good. Do that, yep. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me and everybody's going, when did we do that? And in verse 40, he says, I tell you the truth. When you did this for the very least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. The Bible's very clear about the kinds of things that we are to be about if we are legacy builders the people that we are going to care for, and how to use our life to pour in to those around us. We're about the success of others. And the fourth thing is this. Legacy runners equip, empower, and release. This is a whole message right here that I will not have time to preach. Why are you laughing? You know, it was Ellie's transitional prayer and her time that she took on the announcements. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, But equipping, empowering, and releasing. Training, giving opportunity and authority, and being able to release people into their life. Now, here's the thing. I do want to say this really quick. For us to be people that are legacy runners, that are about building the kingdom of God, equipping the next generation empowering the next generation and releasing the next generation is extremely messy, but it is absolutely imperative. 
See, a lot of times when we think about equipping and releasing the next generation, we get scared because it won't be like the way that we do it. The problem is you and I are all dying someday. I mean, you don't have to be encouraged by that comment, but it's just reality. At some point, we have to equip, empower, and release the next generation. A legacy runner says, I could do it, and I could do it well, but because I believe in legacy, I'm going to let the next generation go. And I'm going to cheer, and I'm going to come alongside, and I'm going to continue to equip, I'm going to continue to empower, and I'm going to continue to release so that they can actually stand up and they can grow in the influence and the things that God has for them. Four things. I went really fast over these. But what I would encourage you to do is to take these and to process back through them this week. And and, and here's why, here's why. If you're thinking about what you wanna build in your life, how you wanna build your life, it's one of these things that is so important for us to be able to take an evaluation on on a regular basis. Is the way I'm living my life right now building the kind of legacy that I wanna see down the road, right? If you have adult children, you, you know the importance of this. You, you know what it is to build a legacy and be able to see that begin to take place in their lives. It's a beautiful thing to be able to have happen. Here, here's, here's the tangible application that I want to give you. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and, and get ready to close service today. But, um, but I don't want to rush past this part um, Everything I've said here is coming back to those first initial questions. What do I want my legacy to be? And am I living a life that actually is building that legacy? I want you to write this question down. You can put the last one up, Andy. The last question slide down. There you go. Okay. I want you to write this down, take a picture of it, something. And I want this to be the thing that you walk away with and just, just process through in your life. As you think about legacy, you think about using the things that God has put in your life. What do I want that legacy to look like? And what can I do today to build that legacy? Okay, legacies and the things that we talk about at the end of our life when we look back and we look at everything that's taken place, it's not something that just happens in one day. It's little moments by moment by moment, by moment, that build on each other to create this. So the question becomes, as we evaluate our life, we have to say, okay, all right, what is the one thing that I'm doing today to build into the legacy that I want to leave behind? If you want to believe in a legacy that you're going to leave for your kids, what is the one thing that you can do today to begin to build into their legacy for down the road? If you have neighbors if you have coworkers, if you have other family members, your church, what is the one thing today that God can put on your heart to build into the legacy that he's wanting to do? You hear my heart on this? Okay, I know it's fast, <laughs> but what I want is us just to be able to walk away with this, this challenge of I'm running the race, I wanna run with endurance, and when I get to the end, What do I want to see happen? And what do I want to look back on and see that lives on beyond me? This, by the way, is 
what was sown into every one of the disciples and the apostles. They lived not for the life that they lived right there, but beyond that. If we're going to be kingdom builders, legacy builders, if we're just going to be followers of Christ, we want to be able to build a legacy with our lives because that's what God's asked us to do. To build something that lasts, that we can impart into somebody else. And the cool thing is, it's really fun to do. When we can build that legacy in, build what lasts beyond ourselves, it becomes empowering and engaging for us to be able to do. So take that question away this week as you leave and and process through that. I want you to stand here today and I'm gonna pray to dismiss us as we go here. But Lord, I thank you that you have uh, empowered us to run with endurance as we've learned about the last few weeks that Lord, you are intricately involved in our family and in our life and in our church. And Lord, you wanna move us forward into something amazing. And so Father, I pray that even today as we, we put kind of the finishing piece on this, that you would help us to be those who are looking beyond just the finish line of our lives, but we're looking on to the next generation. Lord, help us to be those that build the kingdom every day with what you have put in our hands. Lord, help us to be good stewards with the things that you've placed before us. Help us to be those that would, would, would do well to, to multiply and to extend the kingdom of heaven every day. Help us to be those that make small decisions that impact the kingdom in a big way. Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, I pray that you would help us this week to just even, even take one step towards building a legacy with our life and what that looks like and that you would help us to be those that build the kingdom of God in everything that we do. I thank you that you walk with us. I thank you that you empower us. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here to guide us and direct us and move. Oh, we love you. And we thank you so much for everything that you've done. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name, amen.